The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. This is the In The Corner Wrestling Podcast. You can listen to the full show every Wednesday and Sunday, only on SJP World Media. Now, here's the man in the corner, Benny Mac. Welcome to SJP World Media. This is obviously Benny Mac, as the lovely voiceover man says. Uh, episode 18 of the In The Corner. We're going to be talking about some Raw, the bloodline, ladders, QR codes, everything going on in this week's Raw. Um, as we barrel towards that uh, pay-per-view known as Extreme Rules. And uh, also, if you... Uh, well, if you happen to be listening uh, live over there on Spaces on Twitter, you can also call in. Um, the only way the way Spaces works, unfortunately, if you want to call in, you have to use a mobile device. Um, I'm sure many of you have got those anyway. You might be listening on the bus anyway, but if you've got something to say and you've joined and we're talking about Raw, uh, you know, as I said, Bloodline, Ladders and more. Um, and Extreme Rules, obviously, as I've already said, is coming uh, very swiftly. going to be Saturday. Um I love the fact these pay-per-views are on Saturday. I already said that uh, on a previous show, but um, it makes it a lot better, uh, and it's good. But yeah, if you um, check below in the description of the podcast, wherever you are listening, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms, Google as well. Um, although we understand Google sometimes takes a long time to actually publish the show, which is really annoying for us, but uh, hopefully you can still listen to us and you are... Uh, in, whether you're listening to this show or anything else on SJP, SJP World Media, sorry. I uh, hope you're enjoying the show so far. But if you liked my jingles and stuff at the beginning of the show, if you fancy get a jingle or an intro done, check out Radio Jingles 24. Link below in the description. I am an affiliate now, uh, so it does. Uh, one, you'll get what you need and you'll help out SJP World Media and myself here on um, uh, In the Corner. I'm saying, so I got distracted there because it looks like my uh, my thing has stopped playing on. That's brilliant, isn't it? I'm trying to do it on uh, two platforms here uh, simultaneously, but for some reason it's decided to fail. I don't know why. Uh, are you still working? No, you're not. Helpful. Very, much, very, very helpful. Uh, so we're going to quickly do this while I'm talking to you lovely people here on... Um, oh, actually, is it not letting me do it? That's a bit weird, isn't it? There we go. We'll get it loaded. We'll get it back up and running, hopefully, uh, hopefully soon. Uh, yeah, we'll get that up and running, hopefully soon. It should be already be on. I don't know why it's cut me off. Very helpful over there on Twitter, people. trying to You want to launch these things, but it isn't working for anybody. But anyway, yeah. yeah the description is below. Uh, obviously, you can follow this show at In The Corner WWE. Um, and obviously, we're going to be going through um, this week's action on Raw as we build to that uh, pay-per-view extreme rules. Uh, hopefully it's, uh, hopefully it's, uh, going to be a good pay-per-view. There's obviously a lot. I've got to talk about it first. I can't not, um, you know, this whole QR code stuff that's been going on is, um, been absolutely, uh, well, this QR code stuff is getting people talking about it, isn't it? To be fair. Um, and hopefully it's all, uh, 
it all makes sense. Well, I say it makes sense to people. I don't know. Uh, just so for the people who are listening to this, uh, the queue at the stream is now up and running again on Spaces. I don't know why it failed. I'm very sorry, sorry, weird about that. But there we go. Hopefully you are like you can hear me. Everything's working. Anyway, yeah, the QR code's been going for a few weeks now. Uh, and to be fair, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I worked it out because I didn't. A lot of more people that are very clever, uh, more clever than me, put it this way, have worked out some of this stuff. So uh, just go through some of this um, some of this QR code uh, stuff as well. Uh, so they're still hyping up this arrival of this mysterious white rabbit. Uh, there is talks of possibly Joe Gracie now, uh, Bray White and Alexa Bliss. Um, obviously Alexa Bliss is on TV at the moment already Um, I'm really hoping it's Bray Wyatt that's my thought process that's what I'd like it to be but you know Joe Gracie has done some cool stuff down there in NXT as well Um, I feel at this point I think I may have said on the last show um, if it's not Bray Wyatt a load of fans are going to be disappointed what I would like to see actually if they did do this if it is Bray Wyatt Somebody else comes out and claims to be the White Rabbit. And that person will have heat like no other. Um, But then Bray White does return. And, you know, I did have a thought the other day. Baron Corbin's been off TV for a while to refocus, I assume, with JBL. That's who they've led us to believe who he's with. Um, Wouldn't it be, instead of the Lone Wolf, wouldn't it be, you know, I'm hoping it's not because actually I don't want to see Baron Corbin come back and just lose again, (laughs) if that is the case. Um... But all signs point, sorry, towards um, Bray Wyatt, by all accounts. Um, So following, there's a backstage segment with Alexa Bliss. um, And a QR code appears with this weird, like, there's like an image in the background, like a video playing that you can't quite make out. Um, And then also, during the Extreme Rules contract, signing between Bailey and the Raw Women's Champion, Belair, a QR code was on Corey Graves' uh, clipboard, which I did manage to capture. The one that flashes up so quickly I can't get it because I don't know where I'm watching. The TV doesn't... It distorts it too much for me, basically, so I can't get it. Um, but but this time, the codes leads to a biblical painting of Samson and Delilah, which is similar to the picture tweeted uh, by Bray after Alexa betrayed him at uh, in April of 2021. At WrestleMania, I believe. Um, and then there's some like coordinates on there as well, and one of the other ones, and if you you can see it, which points to uh, Wells Fargo Center. This is the location of um, this Saturday's Extreme Rules. Um, so, which is being reported that this is where the White Rabbit will make his or her appearance. Now, I'm really hoping that it's going to be um, Bray Wyatt, as I've already said. Um, in a twist a lot of people are thinking this Joe Gracie thing is like a red herring so it's not really unless he's going to come in as like uh, with Bray possibly I don't know but everybody's pointing to Wyatt Um, it's hard not to see the way they've done it the way they're sort of uh, teasing with certain things it makes absolute sense that it's Bray Wyatt Um, I will be utterly utterly disappointed if it's not um but hopefully it is. Speaking of extreme rules, before we get into Raw, uh, tomorrow on uh, in the corner on a special extreme rules predictions and preview show, uh, me and Joy, my Tyler, as many people already know, 
That show will be out tomorrow on Thursday. So, uh, you know, this is normal show, normal raw stuff, and we will get into the get into the uh, the card of Extreme Rules, put our predictions in, and then obviously we'll try and get that uh, review show out on the Sunday, hopefully, um, as normal for In the Corner. Obviously, normally In the Corner on a Sunday, we'll be talking about SmackDown and any other news. We will still talk about SmackDown. Big match coming up on SmackDown this Friday. Intercontinental Championship being defended once again. Uh, uh, Gunther, I was going to call him Walter then. Um, defending it one more time against Sheamus. And they had an excellent match at um, Clash of the Castle. Uh, really enjoyed it. And um, I'm just wondering how this is going to play out on SmackDown. And it's going to be interesting to watch. I'm actually really hyped for that uh, title match. On the well, they're calling it the season premiere, aren't they, of SmackDown? So um, hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's uh, it lives up to the hype because I tell you what, they got a, quite a. There's a lot more these guys can do, in fairness, but they've got quite a big match to follow on from. So hopefully Act Two will be uh, will be good. Uh, we're going to run through a couple of matches. Some matches we'll talk about more than others, um, but we'll you know, um, you know, as usual, basically, ladies and gents. And uh, if anybody does. Uh, Raise your hand, you know, request to talk in the uh, spaces on Twitter at In The Corner WWE. Those will be moving to, at the moment, it's a, it's a very uh, odd day today, but normally we'll be doing the spaces at around 7.30pm going forward, On uh, apart from, like, the Extreme Rules show. But this, the weekly shows, uh, the Wednesday and the Sunday releases, so look out on a Wednesday and a Sunday. Um... You know, then the podcast comes out that you know a few hours later on SJP World Media. Uh, it's not going to happen quite yet, but there is talks of doing this show live also, which I think will be better for fan and people interact. You know, people who enjoy the show and listen to the show will actually be able to interact on a Wednesday and a Sunday. Those are yet to be sorted, so um, we're hoping. Uh, where are we? What did I say we were? Um, episode 17. So, yeah. No, we're episode 18, I beg your pardon. Um, so we're hoping to get that done soon. Um, not necessarily a um, a video show, like, you know, where you see my, my face or anything like that, but like a, so still a radio show, but it will be on places or like SJP World Media YouTube's page um, in the corner on Facebook and also um, SJP's Twitch channel. So you can all join in and put comments in, or you can come to Twitter, like I said, and spaces will be open when they work properly. Um, and you better call in and uh, you actually get your voice on the show and, uh, you know, give me some thoughts and what are you thinking? You know, whatever we're t- just talking about that day, that week, uh, any rumors you think I haven't mentioned or I should know about if I, you know, and then we can talk about it and it'd be good. It'd be good to chat. Good to talk, as they say, and be on the old BT Abbots back in the day. Um, yeah, so as I said, we're going to go through these matches uh, overall, Raw was um, had its interesting moments. Again, I will always say this every week. You know, three hours is too long. Uh, but what I am starting to notice there are a few ones um, that the things that are happening on Raw is um, a case of beforehand. It felt like maybe even a month ago, maybe just over a month ago some of the segments backstage and stuff or even in the ring felt like it was just there just to kill some time 
you know, so they can move on to the next thing, which is kind of true, I suppose, with Eddie. But it felt unneeded or unwarranted. There aren't many things at the moment. There's only, I wouldn't say it's unneeded, but I'm I'm a bit sort of perplexed by, like, I don't know what's going on, which I'll talk about in a bit. But um, I like it. Yeah, it doesn't feel slotted in there just to fill time now. It actually feels like everything you're watching, obviously the QR codes helped, trying to look for those in each se- in each scene. Is it behind them? Is it are you going to come on the TV? Uh, is it on one of their freaking, on one of the superstars gear or something like that? I don't know. But um, everything feels relevant is what I'm trying to get at. So hopefully everybody else feels away that, that way. Um, as I said, below this podcast, wherever you're listening, uh, if you go on Twitter at... Uh, in the corner, WWE, you can obviously uh, disagree, agree, or maybe uh, put in a topic I haven't spoke about, maybe, or something I missed, you know. Um, I try to react now more like on what I remember and what I enjoyed in the moment rather than going through every single one. But, I, you know, going to give you the results anyway. Um, uh, Broad Strowman defeated Chad Gable via pinfall after a powerbomb. Um, so, yeah, it was... Uh, it was okay. <laughs> it was it was one of those matches. Um, uh, Otis defeated Johnny Gargano via pinfall uh, with the front slam. Uh, the finish came after Austin Theory hit Gargano with a money back briefcase as the referee was distracted. Now Gargano did actually attack Theory first. I'm interested to see where Theory and Gargano go because I think these two could put on a freaking ep- epic match at some point. Um, hopefully it um, hopefully it'll be uh, good. And literally right after what I've already mentioned. We had uh, Braun Strowman defeat uh, Chad Gable via pinfall and uh, uh, with a powerbomb right after that uh, Gargano match as well. Um, Judgment Day. So, so this is quite interesting. This is the start of Raw. Um, Judgment Day, AJ uh, defeat AJ Styles Rey Mysterio, which um, Rey Mysterio got taken out and AJ went for a tag. But uh, couldn't. Ray wasn't there, so uh, it led to Judgment Day winning. Um, after the match was more interesting, though, to be honest, AJ Styles and Ray uh, having words, and Ray was apologising, saying sorry, and he's like, "Where were you?" And then um, AJ pushed, shoved uh, Ray Mysterio down. Obviously, Judgment Day, aka Finn Balor, mainly um, keeps trying to get AJ to join the Judgment Day. And even when Finn Balor's, uh, after Ray walked out, after he said, oh, I'm leaving or whatever, um, Judgment Day, including Dominic Mysterio and Rhea, uh, started beating down AJ Styles. And while um, Finn Balor is punching uh, AJ, he's like basically saying, I'm your friend, I'm your only friend. So whether we're going to see some sort of maybe, maybe we'll see uh, them apologize to each other, or maybe we might see uh, AJ Styles well, more, not necessarily a turn, but maybe more aggressive. I don't know. Um, so that was that was actually a good match, to be fair. Um, it's interesting to see where AJ Styles is going to go after the fact on, um, you know, after him shoving Ray down. Crowd, um, I will say, actually, the crowd this week, uh, whether it was the sound settings, I have no idea, but they seemed very, almost like sitting on their hands or something. They weren't as loud as the last probably month has been in terms of crowds, whether that's just the microphones in the building, the way the building is, I don't know. It, it didn't coming across sat at home watching it. It didn't feel like a very raucous crowd. Um, 
And that does help sometimes when a crowd's really into it, when you're at home watching it, it draws you in a bit more as well. So um, it's a big night for damage control. In fairness, there's not been much build between Bailey and, or not enough time. Uh, a slow build, I guess. Um, but uh, Dakota Kai uh, defeated Candice Lorraine. Uh, she returned last week. Candice Lorraine actually lost this week. Um, after a roll-up, Bailey interfered to allow Kai to score the pin. Um, and also, uh, Bianca Belair and Bailey signed their contracts. For the, it's a ladder match at Extreme Rules. I was not aware of this. I was not aware that there's not been a women's ladder match for a women's championship in WWE, I thought when we had the Divas Revolution, uh, Divas, it's just a silly boy, uh, naughty word, uh, Women's Revolution, we had, well, it was called the Divas Revolution, wasn't it, at the time, um, that um, we'd had this match, but it's because of Money in the Bank, I think. We've had Money in the Bank, you know, matches for the women's division, haven't we? So that's what I thought. But yeah, these two are going to be facing each other in a ladder match. We'll get more into that uh, tomorrow with the Extreme Rules uh you know, prediction show, but, um, but the women sort of, it's a typical contract signing, but, uh, Bailey says, Oh, I think it was time for the, me to go and have dinner with the girls and all this. And it shows up on the Titan Tron that, uh, Kai and Eo Sky are beating up Oscar and Alexa Bliss. Oscar's come off worse. He's had a chair stamped on her leg and everything like that. Um, Belair and Bailey go at it in the ring as well. Um, which led to, Belair managed to get away from Bailey so she can go and help backstage. And basically it led to, uh, by the time they, she got there, the rest of Damage Control have gone and Alexa kind of awkwardly looks at the camera a few times and then says, I want EO Sky tonight. So that's what happened. EO Sky and uh, Alexa Bliss was actually the main event on Raw this week. Um, that's what I mean with the show. Everything feels, although we didn't know what the main event was, um, the segments that we have, again, like I've already said, don't feel like filler. feel like they have a purpose now. Um, at least with this week's Raw, definitely. I've, I've seem to, I, under, I seem to feel it a bit more this week and understand it a bit more this week, if that makes sense. Um, especially in this episode of Raw, even with SmackDown, actually, the show's flow. Um, no ridiculous stuff in there that I can see so far. Um, as I've already said, it just makes a lot of sense as the night progresses. Um, and obviously, like I said, Raw's a long, long-ass show. It doesn't need to be that long, but it is. Um, uh, EO Sky versus Alexa Bliss was uh, was a pretty good match. Um, you know, it was a decent to see the, the women's division headlining the, uh, the main roster. Uh, ultimately, it's there to set up uh, Eosky defeats Alexa Bliss after hitting the moonsault. Again, Bailey interfered ringside. Uh, so um, damage control on a roll at the moment. Um, and it left with them beating down uh, Belair and everything. And basically, damage control stand tall at the end of Raw. Bailey holding the women's championship on the top of the ladder while Eo and Sky, uh, Dakota Kai, sorry, are holding the ladder with their tag team titles. So. You know, we'll talk about the that upcoming match again, like I said, in tomorrow's show. But they do damage control. It sounds a little bit more dangerous now. I'm actually... Um, we've had some meaningful wins. Um, I'm also actually a bit more excited about the prospect of this uh, match between Belair and Bailey now. Um, it's a shame it had to be the go-home week, I guess. But maybe that makes maybe that makes more sense. You want that final lasting 
look of basically Alexa Bliss and Oscar have kind of been taken out by damage control. So Belair's got basically it's it's a ladder match. We know damage control are going to get involved somehow. So it's going to be interesting. And I will give you my prediction tomorrow. Um, but I think the uh, Extreme Rules match between them now is going to be actually one of the matches to watch. I wasn't really excited about it before. Uh, but I am now, basically. Uh, we had the face-to-face with Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins. That was... Um, yeah, you know, they, those guys, it was actually nice not to see them fight, I guess, because we've seen that enough. So it was good to have them try and not fight each other because there was a clause put in where they couldn't. Um, it was uh, it was good. They insulted each other's families, talked trash, uh, but no contact ahead of their bout in the fight pit. Um, Daniel Cormier, I'm not a big, uh, I know MMA, I've, I know some fighters, I don't know, I know he's a, uh, a well-known fighter. I recognize his name, but I've never seen him fight, so I've, I can't really say it. But he's going to be in the the referee in the fight pit. The only way you can win in the fight pit is by submission. Um, I always said a few weeks ago, I thought this maybe would be like a... Like I was not aware, even though I watched a lot of NXT, I somehow missed the fight pit match that um, Matt Riddle had back, back then. So, But it's kind of like a modern... Lines down a little bit. It's not as curved. Obviously, it's like a, it's a cage with a platform with no ropes in it, basically. So, I'm actually interested to see how this goes. Um, they revealed the cage on the main roster. I, again, I missed it on NXT, which is such a shame because I'm going to have to go back and find that now um, to see what that match was like. Uh, but Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins have the. It has the possibility of being a really good, really good one of the top matches of the night. Uh, extreme rules and again we'll get into that tomorrow a lot more but um Cormier made it clear over via satellite that uh, he was sick of the nonsense between both and would lay down the law um when he ref their match at extreme rules so it's going to be interesting to see maybe we, we might see some interaction between Seth and Cormier or even Riddle maybe um be quite interesting to see what happens with um uh with that uh, going forward, it's uh, it's like I said, overall, not a bad Raw to be fair. Uh, it's made me excited. There's two things that I enjoyed a lot this week on Raw, which I'm going to go into now. Um, um, and that is um, an impromptu United States Championship match between Bobby Lashley and Mustafa Ali. Um, and what a match it was! It made it was really good a way of making. Ali looked like a real contender and he hit a, uh, the, the biggest thing in the match for me was he hit a 450 and he landed on Bobby Lashley's arm while his, Bobby Lashley was holding the bottom rope and it was um, it was it was good it was really good uh, and he just kept Bobby Lashley beat him down to a point where he thought he should win he kicked out he kicked out then he threw him out the ring and then he said count ref and then Ali got back in the ring uh, literally right before the 10 and then eventually, um, Bobby Lashley put the hurt lock on, and um, basically, uh, as you, as I said, Bobby Lashley won. It was actually a really good match. If you get a chance to watch uh, Bobby Lashley versus Mustafa Ali, Mustafa Ali, sorry, um, it's not a long match, but it's a good way of getting Ali back on TV and showing that actually he is somebody that could be potentially a champion, uh, whether it be mid card, maybe it's. Um, 
Because again, whoever beats Bobby Lashley for that United States title uh, could have a really good run. Same with Walter. And that's a good thing I like about the titles at the moment in WWE generally is that the stories they are telling are really good. Um, I do feel the women's division is um, lacking a little bit on both shows. Um, I would say SmackDown's slightly ahead. Uh, Liv, you know, jumping off the uh, uh, turnbuckle last week through the table uh, was cool to see. Um, it's going to be an interesting match between those two. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, all the matches I've seen for Extreme Rules, I'm pretty much excited for. More excited for others, as you probably w- you would think. But again, I'm getting too far ahead of myself and we will talk about that tomorrow. After the match between Bobby Lashley and Ali, uh, Seth Rollins attacked Lashley from behind, stomping Lashley's face into the United States title, as well as hitting it on Ali on the outside. So we've got that to uh, whoever wins. Uh, Lashley, well, Lashley said already after Extreme Rules, he wants to put the uh, US title on the line against Seth Rollins on Raw to finish the job if Matt Riddle has in so has beaten him, I guess. So even if, no matter what happens with Seth, this Saturday, he's got a title match on Raw. Maybe the title is even on the line, but, you know, obviously um, they feel as though the way they're pushing it is that this is the last time or this rivalry, this particular rivalry between Riddle and Rollins is going to end at Extreme Rules. At least that's the way it seems, but we'll see what happens. This could last for another six months for all I know. <laughs> Um, Solo Sokoa, so the Bloodline were on Raw saying they're basically they're there to let everybody know that the you know uh, the Tribal Chief is going to be there next week. Next week on Raw is the 25th anniversary for DX, so and it's happening in Brooklyn. So there's a lot going on. Um, oh, before that, actually, before we finish with the uh, with the with the Bloodline and everything, actually, uh, I wanted to talk about uh, this Dexter Loomis stuff. Um, what is this guy? What's this guy's problem? Honestly, he keeps kidnapping, uh, choking out Miz, and basically um, stalking the Miz. Now, I, when, you know, there's going to be a celebration apparently next week on Raw along with the 25th anniversary of DX. Um, we haven't heard from Dexter Loomis. We don't actually know what the hell the guy's problem is, but it's getting rather creepy now. We're moving into Halloween season, so maybe they'll keep it going a bit longer. If anybody's got any theories on why right or wrong it can be funny, it can be serious, at In The Corner, what is Dexter Loomis's problem? I'll put a tweet up and then you can respond to it and let me know why do you think he's attacking the Miz, why he's targeting the Miz. It'd be interesting to know because I have no clue at the moment. Um, sometimes the interactions are funny, but generally I find them, it's the way Dexter Loomis looks with those eyes and stuff. It's actually making me feel quite creepy, to be totally honest. Um, but yeah. So uh, we'll go back to Solo, Solo Sokoa defeated Angelo Dawkins. Uh, there's interaction backstage. Uh, again, we're seeing Sammy and Jey Uso backstage. Jey Uso clearly has a problem with Sammy. We already know that and already on, on SmackDown this past week. He said that, um, uh, I don't trust you, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and we come to the scene with Sami Zayn, uh, Jimmy and S- Solo. And Sammy's sending, talking about a funny story about something that he did. And they're, they're all laughing. Even Sokoa cracks a bit of a smile, has to hide it a little bit, actually. Uh, Jay comes up and he's got just a face on him, like says, what the hell are you laughing at? We're serious business. Um, 
Sokoa uh, has a pretty good match against Dawkins, to be fair. Dawkins is really good at the moment as well. Um, Montez has got, uh, seems, I don't know whether it's a genuine injury or not, but he has a right foot in a, uh, like a, in a ba- well, not a bandage, what they call, when you break, it's like those things you can walk on. So he's fractured something, you can still walk on it, but he's uh, injured basically at the moment. Uh, Sammy J. Uso um, basically uh, distracts Sokoa with their arguing because Sammy gets on the apron to give advice or whatever. And then Jay gets up and says, I'm going to do this. He's my brother. And it almost cost Sokoa a victory against uh, Dawkins. But um, Dawkins took out uh, the bloodline, uh, Jay and Jimmy, and then also Sammy got knocked down. Uh, but Sammy managed to get up and distract Dawkins long enough for Sokoa, who had been thrown back in the ring, to uh, recover enough to hit the, uh, uh, the his finish. Uh, I've forgotten what it's called now. It's bad. Um, <laughs> so this, uh, what is it called? Oh, my God, that's bad. His finish, basically the rock bottom. Uh, uh, <laughs> basically, spinning uh, solo is called, I think. Um and uh, wins again, but it almost cost the arguments between Sammy and Jay almost cost Sokoa a victory. So we are seeing more and more of this Jay and Sammy, and it's, this is going to come to a head at some point, um, sometime after Extreme Rules. Uh, you know, we've still got Crown Jewel to come as well. Um, I feel like maybe Jay or Sammy will cost somebody something, and it will lead to the the fracture of the bloodline. Now, whether that leaves Sammy in there and Jay's out or whether Jay or Sammy's out, I don't know. I think the fans probably want to see maybe Sammy out because he's kind of definitely the guy with the um, honorary Oost t-shirt and everything that's going on um, is really good. So we'll see We'll see how it pans out, basically. Um, uh, thank you very much for listening to the show. Don't forget to follow at SJP World Media. That was Raw this week. Overall, not bad. Uh, don't forget to tune in tomorrow for our Extreme Rules prediction show uh, with Tyler, my special guest, and we'll see you all again uh, very soon. Thanks for listening. Please.